the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. And uh, we've got some breaking news down at the State House. And it's good news for a change. And I am just thrilled to welcome to the program Chris Long, the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, to give us an update on this breaking news from just moments ago. Chris Long, welcome. Thank you, Bob. Good to be on with you and all the listeners, and good to be bringing some good news for a change. How yeah, about that? <laughs> absolutely. There has been chaos at the State oh. House today. Uh, wild protests against uh, protecting our Constitution, but we now have some results. Tell us about it. We do. We've been working for weeks, actually months, to move the legislature to adopt a 60% constitutional amendment increase, to, and they have to put it on the ballot, and they did that today. The good news is that the 60% constitutional amendment increase passed by a vote of 62 to 37. So we needed 60 votes. They filled two absent uh, seats today as well. Two new members were sworn in. And uh, so it did pass um, 62 to 37. And and it will be placed on the August 8th ballot. So the good news is, uh, and we didn't know how this was going to go. I got to tell you, Bob, been doing this for 20 years, and I was, it was a cliffhanger. I mean, right up to the end today. And we didn't really know what was going to happen. A good sign indicated that the speaker's leadership team were the ones that were going to the floor and speaking in support of what was SJR2, which was the resolution, the joint resolution, uh, which the House and Senate concurred upon. And then the amendment was adopted with 56 votes. That made us a little nervous, right? <laughs> now, what's, what, what, what do you mean by the amendment? Was well, that? the amendment to put it, place it on the August ballot, okay? okay. So the first thing that had to happen, there was the motion for an amendment to the floor that was Representative uh, Jim Hoops, mm-hmm. again, a member of uh, Speaker Stevens' team, offered that amendment, and then it, it passed by 56 votes, just needed 50 votes for that to place it in the, the resolution. Now the big show comes the vote for the resolution itself, right? And so that's when all the speeches happened this afternoon. Oh, about two hours worth of speeches. There was a moment when people in the gallery had to be cleared out because they were yelling and shouting uh, people from the political left who weren't in agreement with what was happening. So everybody had to leave, okay? We had some folks up there, too. Of course, they're behaving themselves and showing respect to the House. But everybody had to be cleared out by the sergeant of arms uh, so that they could continue with the uh, floor proceedings. And then they just carried the votes, I mean, just 10 minutes ago. Just 10 minutes ago, this broke at the Ohio State House. Again, all those who have been calling and emailing, I want to thank you so much because your voice was heard today. 
to place this on the ballot in August. And what does this do? Well, it gives us an opportunity to safeguard our state constitution from radical interests coming into the state of Ohio. They don't work through the legislature. They're working through our constitutional amendment process, which has been exploited uh, over the years. And, and in recent years, more and more, uh, we're going to see radical interests come to the Ohio to try to pass things that they couldn't get through the legislature, but try to buy enough TV ads or persuade enough people in special interest groups, some of us not getting out and voting as we should, and the next thing you know, some crazy law is passed. And, and it, the, the gambling ish initiatives would fall into that category, right? Absolutely. Almost you know, all of those were out-of-state interests? Absolutely. 20 years we fought them back. We, you know, uh-huh. uh, always outgunned, always outspent. We fought them back, and then they used our early voting laws that just were implemented at that time uh, to exploit that. And most of the uh, votes there, Cauga County was big. They wanted gambling, uh, casinos, and they did a lot of early voting in Cauga County and probably some of our um, urban counties, and that's where uh, they put it, put them over the top for the casinos. Uh, actually, votes cast on Election Day that, that year defeated it, but the early voting put them over the top. So that's how they got gambling done. But that, again, this is why we're staring down the, the barrel of a possible November election of abortion on demand, by the radical left, Planned Parenthood, uh, ACLU, radical abortion interests, that would be abortion through the ninth month. It would wipe off all of our pro-life laws that we fought for over the decades off the books if this thing was to pass, be on the ballot in November and pass. Now we have an opportunity to raise the threshold to 60 percent, safeguarding, uh, putting a guardrail, as one representative said, Brian Stewart, around our state constitution, which I fully agree with him. That's what we need to do. And is it not true, Chris, that we, Ohio, we are in the minority of requiring just a simple majority to amend our constitution? Isn't it true that the majority of states have a much higher threshold to amend their constitution? Absolutely. Look at the Democratic state, uh, blue state of Illinois. They have a 60 percent threshold. So when the Democrats got up today and were just you know, giving these uh, speeches about democracy and this kind of thing. Well, look over there to your cousins to the to the West in, in Illinois. They have a 60% threshold over there. They don't have any problem with that or in New York and other states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's eight states that have a simple majority. And uh, so if we pass this in August, it will be a 60% threshold uh, for a constitutional amendment change. You also include that uh, you have to have signatures out of all of Ohio's 88 counties, not just 44, which is currently uh, the process. So signatures would have to be gathered in all 88 counties, and uh, then once you got it on the ballot, uh, you would have to pass it by 60%. So if you think you've got an idea that's a good idea, that the most of Ohioans at a 60% level uh, think ought to be in our state constitution, enshrined into our constitution, well, uh, then after if we pass this in August, and I think we will, I think a lot of groups around Ohio that I've talked to, actually people from a lot of different political persuasions are understanding the importance of getting this 60% constitutional amendment increase passed in August. All right. Uh, What is the deadline for the pro-abortion amendment petition? Yeah, July 5th is what they have currently. Yep. Now, there's one other thing that's hanging out there for these folks. They're not done. You know, their worries aren't over yet. (laughs) Let me explain. 
There's a court case, and I better check on it right now because you never know. These things seem to break at the, uh, in Columbus all at once. So, so far, there's no decision yet on what's called a mandamus writ, a case that came out of Cincinnati. And what that was is a group uh, of concerned citizens in Cincinnati, Cincinnati Right to Life, their attorney, filed a mandamus action against the ballot board. They said that the ballot board got it wrong, that this abortion ballot language is multi-subject, and I agree with them, and I think it is, and that the ballot board didn't do its due justice to uh, review the language, and they gave it single-subject status and proved it for the group to begin collecting signatures. Well, then comes this mandamus action case, and so the court still considering that if what would happen if the court would grant the uh, folks uh you know the mandamus that what it would do is send it back to the ballot board and the ballot board would have to review again divide the language they the group would have to write summary parts and then uh the attorney general would have to review that that takes about 10 days uh and they would lose all the signatures that they've gathered right. to date Okay, and they'd have to start over again. So they probably wouldn't make the July fifth deadline at that point because we guesstimate that they've collected probably around just over a hundred thousand signatures, maybe more now. All right, now um, we have a weird situation where the Republican Speaker of the House was basically elected by Democrats, which is just bizarre. Was was the support? of the Speaker of the House ever in question for this resolution, or was he behind it from the very beginning? This was the concern, that he had made an agreement with the Democrats. So Mm -hmm. much pressure was put on him that he had made this agreement with them, and and you would almost believe that he did because he kept forestalling, he kept uh, deflecting, he didn't want to bring it to the floor, he said there's not enough votes there, He he kept every excuse possible. So the conservatives in the House kept pushing, and all the constituency groups and your listeners who made phone mm-hmm. calls and emails to their state representatives, uh, this made a difference. And there was another drama that played out today, and I, I, I want to speak to it, and I want to talk about the gentleman who who was all set to be Speaker. His name's Derek Marin. I think you knew his father as a uh, pastor, His His pastor. father was a very, very dear friend. Uh, can you hold that thought, Chris? I've got to I take can. a break. You know the deal. Yep. We're talking with Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, reporting good, good news at the Ohio State House. Just when the, in the last hour, a joint resolution was passed which will put a, uh, an issue on the ballot in August to raise the threshold for amending our Constitution from simple majority to 60%. That's good news. We'll be back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. And again, welcome to Bob Bernie Live, and again, welcome to Chris Long. And Chris, I am so appreciative of your time. I know you're trying to communicate even now as we speak to your constituents, the supporters of the Ohio Christian Alliance, and it means a lot uh, that you're taking time for us. Before the break, we were talking about the uh, shenanigans behind the scenes and how we got a Republican Speaker of the House elected by Democrats, 
And uh, some of the things that happened today concerning Derek Marin. Kind of start where you uh, where you left off. Well, that's right. Derek was uh, poised to be the Speaker of the House. There was a ceremonial vote in uh, December or late or late uh, November after the fall elections. The majority of the caucus uh, did a caucus vote that he would be the Speaker. It was a contest between him and Mr. Stevens. Then we went into December and actually. Our friend um, Derek Marin and and your former friend, his father, a pastor, was actually in hospice, mm-hmm. and uh, he was critically ill, and he ended up dying in hospice at the end of the month. And Derek spent most of that time at his father's side. Well, while that was happening, there was a coup that was being planned, uh, really to supplant his speakership, and that was to... Um, work to see if Mr. Stevens could be the speaker, and that's exactly what happened. And 22 Republicans worked with 32 Democrats in some kind of deal, and that's what carried it over that Stevens became the speaker to shock of 45 uh, Republican members, the majority of the caucus, looking there and saying, what just happened? And so they thought, what kind of deal was made? And Derek, of course, must have been just stunned. I, I yeah. can't even remember that happening any time. Uh, people going back many years, maybe 50 years or more, that, that's not something that happens at the Ohio State House with either the Republican or Democratic parties. So the question was, what was, uh, what was given? What was, uh, uh, what was the agreement that uh, the Speaker Stevens may have given to uh, Allison Russo, the minority leader in the Democratic uh, Minority Caucus? So the suspicion was there that uh, this 60% threshold that the pro-aborts, the abortion industry, did not want, they, they can't get over that firewall of 60%, okay, no matter what they do in this state. And so they wanted to make sure that that didn't happen at all costs, that they wanted to go to the ballot in November. They wanted to make Ohio an abortion state. In fact, think about it, Bob. I mean, if they could pick off Ohio, that is a conservative state, a red state, uh, you know, where President Trump won... Uh, by double digit, you know, dub, uh, big digits in this state, uh, they, that would be a big get for them if they could enshrine abortion into law here in the state of Ohio. Now that the battle has moved to the states and away from the S- Supreme Court, so this was an epic battle. I got to tell you, uh, this was weeks and weeks of work. And good news is, thank God, the brethren were all working together. You know how it can be, yeah. even in your local church, when folks are not working together. Yes. Well, this time, the pro-life community and the folks were all working together. It didn't mean we didn't have differences. You know what? We talked them out, and we forgave each other, and we believed each other. We had confidence in each other, and that's how this victory was won. It was in unity. No wonder the Lord said, I pray that they would be one, Father, even as we are one. Now, the final vote was 62 to 37. If I remember correctly, there are 67 Republicans in the House, correct? Yes, sir. So it looks like five Republicans broke ranks with the other Republicans and voted in opposition, because I'm assuming there were no Democrats voting for this at all. That's probably true. I I don't have the uh, vote count in front of me, because this happened so quickly just less than a half an hour ago, and we don't have all that statistics yet. But I want to speak to Derek Marin because this is real leadership, okay? Because even when we're approaching this floor vote today, rumors swirl around that state house, okay, that cap square. And one of the rumors was that Derek was working with the Democrats, that they would force a vacate the chair motion if the measure was brought to the floor. Of course, that was all 
uh, 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 an evil lie to uh, get the measure to not come to the floor to cause Speaker Stevens to be uh, nervous and and suspect about what the intentions were of Derek and his people. I'll tell you something, Derek. This was a victory for all of us, and it was kind of a loss for him. Yeah. That's real leadership, and yeah. the Lord will take care of him because now the speaker's team and leadership is pretty much um, they're they're um, they are the leadership team. In fact, all of his folks stood today, spoke to the measure, got it over the finish line, and all of Derek's people voted for it, of course. And uh, basically, it lessens his hand strengthens the speaker's hand, sure. and he is the speaker. And, you know, that's, that's a big moment. How many times do we tell people that humility is what we're called to? And here's a man today who took humility, not for his own selfish interest or leadership or his own career, but to move forward for the cause of life. He told me that last week on the phone. He says, Chris, I know what this means, and I know what we need to do. Well, I've uh, I kind of watched Derek grow up. I think he was, I don't know, he was probably twelve or thirteen the first time I met him and watched him, and and then he went to uh, Dave Yost's office and worked for the Attorney General. Uh, no, no, that was before. That was um, when Dave Yost was. Well, anyway, auditor. He was yeah, auditor. Yeah. Auditor. Yeah. He worked. He worked in the auditor's office. And I've just watched him rise through the ranks, and he is just a young man of incredible integrity. And as you said, humility, he learned that from his dad. His dad was just a wonderful, godly, godly man. And uh, I believe his future is bright because I believe God is going to honor Amen. that leadership and that ability. We have not seen the end of Derek Maron. I Amen. really don't believe that's true. All right, so the next thing then is the special election in August. So uh, we got to get working again. <laughs> yeah, we got to be. Now it means we get to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got it on the ballot. Now we've got to work to get it passed. Yes, sir. Chris Long, always appreciate you and your time. Give our listeners your website so they can check you out. Just search us at Ohio Christian Alliance or OhioCA.org. OhioCA.org. Check them out. They are worthy of your prayers and your support. All right. More Bobbity Live in just a moment. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 